Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey there, how are you? Yes, it is me and I am back. I'm back sitting in front of this microphone. I'm back in this chair. I hit the uh, the play button and, uh, or actually the record button, and here we go. You know, I mentioned in the last episode I did a few months ago that I felt the Lord asking me to lay this podcast down, but I also mentioned that I may be back but I just wasn't sure yet. Sometimes the Lord tells us to completely let go of something because he is doing a new thing. Other times he has us lay something down for a period of time. You know, if you follow me on social media, which I hope you do because I enjoy connecting with women in those online spaces as well, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Susan Vandenhubel. You may have read that I am in a new season and have stepped into a new mandate for 2024. More on that in just a couple of minutes. But you know, when I was wrestling this out in my faith, I kept feeling like I had lost my voice. So back in the summer, I sort of went off the grid. I laid some things down because I felt an urgency in my spirit to essentially do that, go off the grid and spend some quality time uh, in prayer and in fasting, seeking the Lord's face and asking him what what he's doing in my life and in my ministry. It's something that I do every single year. It's a spiritual discipline that I have, but I usually do it late fall or early winter at just, you know, kind of praying into the upcoming new year because I believe the Lord directs our steps and he knows what is ahead and I don't. So uh, it's never a good thing, nor is it wise for Susan to come up with a plan and hope God follows it. (laughs) I may or may not have learned that the hard way. (laughs) So anyway, here's to learning, right? Here's to growing. Um, But anyway, like I said, I typically do that in the late fall, early winter. But this past summer, I felt such an urgency that the Lord was calling me to begin that early. And so I did that. So while I was wrestling this out in my faith, like I said, I kept feeling like I lost my voice. And what I mean by that is not losing it literally, but what I once felt called to and let my voice to, it just didn't feel the same. I knew the Lord had lifted his grace for me to be in that lane, that lane that I had been in for, oh goodness, like many, many years. A dear friend who reached out to me during that time to ask how I was doing said this, Susan, you haven't lost your voice. God is giving you a voice in a different area. He wants you to use it in a new way and has placed within you a message to carry in this hour. Same voice, different lane. And I tell you, you know, I just have to say, 
I am grateful for both men and women alike who just really understand the prompting of the Holy Spirit. They recognize that. They're in tune to what God is saying. They're in tune to those promptings of the Holy Spirit to reach out to people, uh, whether it be to encourage them, whether it be to say, hey, you've been on my heart. I just wanted to say hi. I'm praying for you. Or maybe to reach out and say, I feel like God is is just encouraging me to say this to you. And that's exactly what this friend did. And I'm so grateful how God uses uses people in the body of Christ to speak into our lives. And that's so I'm grateful that this that this woman, even though, you know, it maybe didn't make sense to her, God knew that it would to me. And he uses people to affirm and confirm what he has already been speaking to his people. Oftentimes he will use other people. And so I'm just grateful, so grateful for how God does that. I've been deeply concerned about the world, the church, and really people in general. There's been a movement away from godly values over the years, especially over the past three to four years for sure. And it is obvious that things in the world are moving and changing at such a rapid pace. Have you noticed that? I mean, things, I mean, even just like within the last six months, even the last three months, things just seem to be like rapidly moving like forward towards something that is like at an unprecedented uh, pace. Would you, would you agree with that? Have you noticed that the world is definitely at unrest in a way that we have not seen before? I mean, I'm 53 years old. I'll be 54 in March. And wow, I mean, I've I've never seen the world at this place of unrest before. And I've talked to other saints of God, both men and women who are like much more mature <laughs> in age, much more mature in their faith who are also saying that, that they, you know, they've been around, they've logged a lot of miles in their faith. Um, you know, some of these men and women in their seventies, eighties, I even have spoken to a couple that are in their early nineties and they are recognizing this, that something has shifted in the world. I wholeheartedly believe that we are living in the latter days described in the Bible. Jesus said we know the time was drawing near for his return, which is referred to as the rapture, because society would be like the days of Noah. And so, you know, when, when Jesus said this, his disciples were asking him, how will we know what will be the sign of your return? And he began to explain different things to be on the lookout for, to be watchful for about, especially in Matthew chapter 24 in the New Testament. But he says it would be like the days of Noah. And so, you know, of course, the disciples, they knew what the days were in, in the days of Noah. And for many of us, we're not really that well versed in the Bible. And so even though we understand maybe from, you know, Sunday school class when we were a little little girl that Noah built an ark. It was a really big ship and there were people and animals on the on the ship and it rained for a lot of days. And that's really kind of the extent of what we understand about Noah. Well, the thing is, is in the world that Noah was living in, 
It was filled with ungodly and immoral behavior. There was a lot of drunkenness. It was very evil and wicked. And there was a lot of lawlessness. I mean, that's just a short list that I could go on and on and on. But when Jesus said the days would be like the days of Noah, that that would be a huge signal to us to look up because our redemption is drawing nigh. In other words, I am coming back. When you begin to see these things, behold, I'm at the door. I am coming. And in the spirit, I have to tell you, it is as if I can hear the footsteps of Jesus across heaven's floor. He's coming and he is coming soon. I also believe the message on my heart overlaps with identity in Christ and who we are as the body of Christ. When we forget who we are, we begin to look more like the world. Yet we are called to be set apart for a reason, not set aside, but set apart. We are in the world, yes, but we are not of this world. Those are two separate things. And my heart is just simply beating differently in this season. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you, there have been times over the last few months as the Lord has just really been burdening me with some of these things, helping me to see things through his eyes and just really, you know, placing just a different uh, a different beat in my heart. There have been times where I have become incredibly weepy to the point of like, I have to wipe tears because I'm so burdened by things that I see in the world. And it really reminds me of, of Jeremiah, the old, one of the Old Testament prophets in the, in the Old Testament. You can look him up. Um, he has a book that is really authored by him. It's called Jeremiah, <laughs> but he is known as the weeping prophet. And I'm not saying that I'm a prophet. Uh, please, I'm not not assuming that title in my life, but uh, I know that God has given me a prophetic gift and he has shown me things in the spirit. And so, but I don't go around referring to myself as a prophet, but all of that to say, like, I can tell that my heart is just simply beating differently in this season. And he has just burdened me with the way things are going in this world and to call people back to God, to see people born again and giving their lives to Jesus Christ, making that decision for Jesus, calling people who have maybe backslidden and walked away in their faith um, for whatever reason to call them back and just really calling people to a place of repentance and calling a people back to godliness, godly values, truth, and righteousness in this hour. So yeah, I mean, and it's crazy because I begin to get like weepy and and just, you know, <laughs> having to grab a Kleenex at just the most random times and during things that maybe in the past I would have never been teary or weepy about. But yeah, anyway, enough of that. So God in his faithfulness you know, when we read in the Bible, he always has a remnant a people who will stand up in a bow down world, stand up for truth and righteousness in a world in spiritual crisis. And I don't know about you, but we are living in a world in spiritual crisis. I think that, yeah, there are a lot of really weighty 
uh, concerns that we have. I share some of those concerns because faith isn't denying reality. We don't put our heads in the sand and, and, and pretend that there aren't weightier issues in this world. I mean, there are a lot of concerns, rightfully so, about the economy, about, you know, immigration and about education and about leaders and the government and, and just all these different things. And yes, absolutely, we should be engaging in conversation. Christian people, the church, like capital C church, overall, like the, the global church, we should be engaging the culture. We should be engaging these different types of topics and conversations in the world. Absolutely. The Bible calls us to do that. But I think that our greatest need, even far above all of that, is a spiritual one. That has always been our greatest, our greatest need is to first and foremost have a relationship with God and then make him known in the world. So we are living in a world that has moved from their godly values and godly principles that our country was was birthed and founded upon. And it has just created a ripple effect of spiritual crisis in this world. So we see this clearly in the early church as recorded in the book of Acts. They were a remnant who was standing up against wickedness, against evilness, against deception, false teachers, false prophets. Ladies, this is our hour. It's time to rise up in faith. The Lord is mobilizing us as women of bold and courageous faith in this hour. He is calling us to step forward in the position and authority given to us through Jesus Christ. The body of Christ and the world, it needs your voice. It needs your leadership. It needs your God-given gifts. When I was spending some time with the Lord in that prayer and fasting time this past summer, he reminded me of a dream that he gave me in January of 2022. So, um, you know, we're coming up on almost two years ago now, but he reminded me of this dream that I had. And the Bible says that he does speak to us through dreams. And for me personally, I knew that this dream was from the Lord because I'm not really a dreamer at night. I just, I I'm just not. I don't dream. I'm I've I'm just not a person that dreams and so when I have a very clear and very vivid dream like the one I'm going to share with you, I knew that that was from the Lord. But it requires us to be uh, responsible and a people of integrity to go before the Lord and ask him to speak into that because obviously if he is the originator and the author of those dreams, he knows what he's trying to communicate to us through that dream. So it was up to me to go to him and say, God, what are you saying here? You know, to just sit with that, to sit with him and allow him to speak and not just insert what I think or my opinions or hmm, maybe he's saying this. Like, I, I just don't think that that's, that's good. And I don't think that that's stewarding what God is, is speaking to us. It requires us to sit with him. And so in this dream, I saw myself standing in uh, what appeared to be a field and 
off in the distance, there was, you know, like a higher, uh, higher mountain. And then, you know, kind of a little bit closer were like hills of, but not as, as tall as the mountain that I could see in it off in the distance and up over the mountain in the distance, like that you could tell the sun was beginning to rise over, over this field area. And as I was beginning to walk on, on this path, it was a dirt path. And as I was beginning to walk, on this dirt path up over those smaller hills, I started to see other women coming up over those hills. And I clearly saw that in their hand, they had swords. As our paths began to converge, you know, I was walking and as they were, you know, climbing up over those hills and then our paths converged on the path, we just simply got in a straight you know, line like a row. And we just started walking together, advancing forward. And then, you know, further off in the distance as other women were coming up over the hills, uh, we, they just kind of joined us and we all began, started walking in unison in one accord. And none of us said anything. That was just so obvious to me. It really stood out to me that we looked at one another and it was almost as if our eyes and our countenance communicated everything that was in our hearts and everything that was in our spirit. All of us were carrying swords and it was as if we knew that this was our marching season, that the Lord was calling us for such a time as this to set down our stones, to not run from giants, but instead to pick up our swords and march and advance the gospel together. And, you know, I remember as we looked at, as we looked at one another, there was no spirit of jealousy. There was no Jezebel spirit. There was no competition. There was no envy. There was no trying to outdo one another. We were we were like a oneness in the spirit and a singleness of mind. We knew that we were a company of women that God was raising up for this hour and we were on a mission and we were on a mission together. It was just so, it was just so powerful. It was so beautiful. It was so empowering. And man, I, I just think that that is what God is saying to us. And I want to encourage you and humbly speak into your life that you are one of those women. That is who God sees you as. That is who God is calling you to be in this hour. He is calling you to be a part of the company of women that he is mobilizing in this hour. May it never be said of us that we stood silent. May it never be said of us that we feared man more than the Lord and allowed that fear to keep us from rising up in this hour. So you might be asking, okay, so so much of this is really resonating with me. I've been feeling this burden, or maybe you're saying, I feel like I feel like I, I need to be doing something, but I don't know what to do. I don't I don't know where to go from here. I have I have this burden in my heart. I feel like God has been showing me these things or speaking to me, but I don't know what to do with it. Well, you're invited to be a part of what I'm doing and what God is calling me to do. So I'm officially extending an invitation to each and every one of you. I am going to help build up the church in this hour. We are in a spiritual battle, but we cannot use natural weapons to fight a spiritual battle. We need the Lord and we need his Holy Spirit. Because I feel especially called to speak into the lives of women, 
She Rises will be focusing 2024 on rallying the daughters of God to, one, determine what their role is in the body of Christ. In other words, what is God calling them to in this hour? It might look different for everyone, but make no mistake, every single part is needed. Number two, for women to find their voice and begin to lift it. Learn how to lead in this hour. Learn how to share their testimony and faith as it will point others to Jesus Christ. And number three, live from their position and authority given to them through Jesus Christ. You know, I'm I'm reminded of Psalm 68, 11, and it says this, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it says, God declares the word and the people proclaim the message. And so God what are you saying in this hour? God, what are you, what are you, what are you burdening us with right now? What are you burdening your people with? What are you speaking? What is your heart beating for right now? What do you see right now? Speak that to us and we will proclaim it. We will declare it out into the world. She Rises is committed to fulfilling this mandate through in-person events and online courses. I'm collaborating with some warring women of faith to offer an online course to help equip women in this hour to live out their faith with boldness and courage in today's world. It's going to begin on Monday, October 23rd, and it will run for eight weeks from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So um, if you've never been a part of any of the e-courses that I've offered in the past, I think this will be like my fifth e-course maybe. But I usually do like it, you know, like we welcome and kind of greet. I will open us in prayer. And then there's a teaching for about 45 minutes. And then from 7 to 7.30, that's where we do some Q&A time. And then we were going to be myself and then the three women that I've invited to be a part of this and be uh, just a contributor, women that I'm collaborating with to help me teach this course. We are going to be offering some prayer ministry to anyone who wants it during that 7 to 7.30 time frame because I tell you, we we need it, right? We need it. We Like I said earlier, we need the Lord. We need his voice. We need his Holy Spirit. So if any of this describes you, you want to be equipped to face spiritual warfare. You want to be equipped to lead with a biblical worldview. You have a deep hunger for the more of God. You understand that you are. we are in a spiritual crisis and you want to be equipped to take a stand in your faith. You want to be equipped to share your testimony and or the gospel. You want to understand what it means to be awakened to purpose, aligned to biblical truths and activated in your God-given gifts and calling. This e-course is created for you. And I hope that you will join us. I hope that you will purposefully set aside some time to join us over these eight weeks, because I just really believe that there's going to be an impartation over these eight weeks and um, and that God is going to speak. He's going to move and the lives of women are going to be changed and they're going to be emboldened to take a stand and stand their ground in this hour.
So you can find all of the all of the information by just clicking on the link here in the show notes, sherisesmn.org. You can go to the resources tab on my website, and then there's will be like a little drop down menu where you can just click on e-courses. All of the information, all of the details, and how to register is on that page. So everything that you need to know, it's going to be online. Like I said, it'll be held on my on my Zoom link. And so you'll get all of that in a welcome email. And and here's the thing. Yes, there is a nominal fee for, for this course. And the, the fee, it covers uh, the material, the course material, and and just some some tech needs to kind of offset that a little bit. Again, link is in the show notes. I just felt prompted to kind of wrap up with, with just this, I don't know, shameless little note from my heart, if I can put it that way. You know, over the years, and just hang with me here, you might be saying, okay, so where, where are we going here? I'm going to tie all this in, uh, just kind of hang with me. Over the years, you know, I've always allowed the Lord to defend me because he is far better at it than I am. But I just really felt like I wanted to address something publicly. And, you know, when I look at the Apostle Paul in the in the New Testament, only one or two times he defended himself himself when he was accused of something that was baseless. So I'm going to address this once and I'm not going to come back to it because I think it is an argument that I don't need to show up to in all honesty. So when I said that this that this new e-course has a nominal fee, you know, the entire eight weeks is $45 for eight weeks. That's eight hours of teaching. And I don't know, I've never been really great at math. I don't really care to be great at math. My my gifts and skill set are in other areas. But just off the top of my head, when I break that down uh, per week, $45 divided by eight, what is that? I don't know, $4.50 or five bucks at the most. I mean, Wow, that's that covers the course material. It helps support upcoming in-person events in 2024. And like I said, it helps offset the tech fees to host something online. And, you know, you can't even go through the McDonald's drive-thru for that. You can't even go to Starbucks and get one of those fancy coffees. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know what those cost, but I know that they're probably more than that, or at least that, at the very least. You know, when people accuse me of being in ministry for money, it stirs up a mix of things in me. One, the cost of this e-course is so small. Friends, if you explored courses of value available nowadays, there is a much higher fee included. Some are in the hundreds of dollars to upwards near a thousand. And I am not even joking. That is not an exaggeration. And not to mention, you know, the She Rises Conference. You know, I keep those ticket prices. They are they are pretty nominal compared to uh, other other conferences, not only around the area, but really kind of 
anywhere uh, in the country or in the world. And a lot of a lot of conferences are in the hundreds of dollars. And to attend a Friday night and all day Saturday to receive everything that those conferences that those conferences offer to to every woman that attends. I mean that you just can't go to a conference for what ticket prices cost you for a She Rises conference. And I do that. I try my best to keep things nominal, to make it affordable for people because I am sensitive to that. But at the same time, there there are costs and, and things that need to be covered, like rental of venues and honorariums and different things like that. And over the years, you know, uh, there have been times, if I'm going to be real transparent, that sometimes Tim and I, we've had to step up and cover a couple of things out of our own personal income because ticket prices are so low. Number two, what people don't see because it is behind the scenes and it's okay that people don't see it. Please don't send me emails and accuse me of whatever because you're missing you're missing the point here. Is how many times I've donated my books and devotionals to women both within the church and faith-based organizations as study resources. People aren't aware of the number of hours I've spent one-on-one with women giving pastoral guidance for several weeks or even months in some cases. And again, it's okay. It's okay that people don't know. I'm just addressing something publicly because in all honesty, I am tired of having this having this type of thing coming in an email or sliding into a private message on social media come on church we're better than that there is a cost to having this podcast for example because i have to have a podcast host every single podcast out there has to have a podcast host it's free to listeners but there is a fee to host a podcast And interestingly enough, some podcasts are actually going to subscribers and you have to you have to pay to be a subscriber to the podcast. I don't ever plan to do that. I'm just not I'm just not going to do that. And what about the great length of time Tim spends editing each week to ensure it has good sound quality? I mean, we're not just slapping something together again. I am not looking for self-pity. I'm not looking for a light to shine on me. I don't even want to hear things like that because that's not what this is about. Again, this is about my one and only time, like the Apostle Paul saying, you know what, here's where it's at. And this one and only time I've been in ministry for over two decades, over 20 years of ministry, and I have never addressed this publicly. So this is my one time I am not going to have this conversation again, but three, we all pay for things that we enjoy. I pay for things that I enjoy. I'm willing to lay down money for something, whether it's to get our nails done, our hair colored, the coffee that we drink, the the concerts that we attend, or the drive-thru that we visit over lunch or at night because we're tired and we don't want to cook. Like I said, this is the only time in over two decades of ministry that I've spoken out on this issue. This is such a nauseating topic in all honesty. And I just, I think that 
you know, church, we're better than that, right? We're better than this. We should be some of the most generous people. We should be leading by example in this way. All right. So, and with that, I am putting a period on this topic. I'm shutting the door. I'm locking it and throwing the key away. Time is of the essence, friends. We don't have time for foolish arguments. We need to be about the Father's business, right? I need to be about the Father's business. You need to be about the Father's business, whatever that is for you. I am simply covering costs and and trying to offer people things that, that are going to add value to them and stuff that is of quality. I hope that you are willing to willing to invest in yourself, willing to invest in your spiritual life, and that you will join us in this uh, eight-week course. I, I just really believe so strongly that the Lord is, like I said earlier, mobilizing us as women of faith in this hour. And like like I shared in that dream, to, to just pick up our swords and advance the gospel in this world that is in a spiritual crisis. I, I just really believe that he is calling you and I want you to just be free to set aside anything that is holding you back from rising up in the position and the authority that you have been given through Jesus Christ. I love you. I'm believing in you. I'm believing for you. And I'm championing you forward in all the things that God is calling you to in this hour. So click on the link in the show notes. Um, That's going to take you to my website. You're going to find all of the information that you need right there at your fingertips. So I will see you in just um, a couple of weeks on Monday, October 23rd. It's going to be a great eight weeks together. Can't wait to see you then. And thanks for joining me here in the online space. It's such an honor to be a part of your life. And I'm so honored that you would invite me to be a part of your day and for tuning in. I look forward to catching up with you next week, right back here. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.